money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. It's November. I know. Can you believe we've gone through the year already? You said to me in January... We're going to blink and it's going to be Christmas and it's exactly and, what's happened. And, and my eyes are starting to open to Christmas. So there we are. So welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here. This is the show where Rev and I talk about the hard issues of, around money and we have our regular favorite guest in Ray Borg with us. Good morning, Ray. Good well, morning. We better not say favorite out loud. Yeah, I know. That's right. <laughs> Well, well, they have to know that, that okay. Ray's one of our favorites because he keeps coming back. I don't right? know. So. Yeah. Maybe we should, you know, buy him a gift or something for him, you know, keep keeping putting up with us. We'll get, we'll give him some more than enough swag. So <laughs> there, yeah, we there we go. So we, we, we can't be saying that do we're going to pay Do you have a more than enough t-shirt? No, I do not. Oh my goodness. So, Guess what you're getting for Christmas. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Your Christmas. There we go. Uh, so yeah, so good morning. It's it's uh, November. We've made it through 2021, almost there, the last stretch. So um, interesting times that, that we're living in. Interesting. We're going to jump right in this morning because I, I think there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot that we've been discussing mm-hmm. all kinds of ways. And, and so we're just going to jump right in. Rips. And you know where to find the podcast. Anyway, yeah, move on. I'm, I'm okay, just good. getting in there. All right, good. Yeah. <laughs> move on. All right. So there's a bunch of verses. Actually, the idea for the show came from reading. Um, I was going to say Ray's um, website. It's not Ray's website, but um, it's not mine.ca. If you've listened to us before, we've directed you there. Um, for resources. For resources. Mm-hmm. Um, Financial Discipleship Canada. But it's not mine.ca. And one of the words, I was actually going to call it up and I didn't bring, I was going to bring my little computer, what, what it actually says. I don't even know if you know what it says on your website, but the <laughs> phrase that jumped out at me was about living counterculturally. And that's where I'm like, oh, what does that mean to live counterculturally, financially, in mm-hmm. the world we're living in today? And then as, as the time progressed and Dave and I were chatting and he's like, well, Reb, you know, there's inflations happening um, there's a great concern, and we're going to share some of that concern with you today about how do we live in this time when our wages aren't increasing, but um, but the cost of living is. Mm-hmm. And um, so the verses, um, I had all kinds of verses rolling around in my head, but what we've landed on this morning is Romans 8. And I, you know, I decided, I, my daughter just, and I- Just some light reading. Yeah, Romans, Romans 8. 8 is really an awesome- <laughs> The whole, I think, I think, yeah. Anyway, it's an awesome passage. The whole thing, the whole thing is awesome. I, I yeah. probably in my old age now need to memorize it. But um, the last two verses, you know, come come flowing out of Paul's writing about the everlasting love of God. Mm. That no matter what we're going through, we're not separated. I let's. I'm going to go back to verse thirty-five. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, 
nakedness, peril, sword. As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long, we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Mm. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. So no matter what's happening now or what's coming, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. And I love those verses. I know I, I could talk do. for like three hours. I know you like, love those <laughs> verses. We, we, we get, I mean, I'll do almost anything. I know. So, and, and they're, and it's funny because these are your favorite verses and your other favorite verse actually is the theme verse really of unleashed at more mm. than enough, really. Mm. And it's Romans 1 and uh, 12, verse 1 and 2, but I'll just quote verse 2. Do not be conformed to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you will be able to test and approve God's perfect uh, and complete will. I paraphrase that last line. And, and, and it fits so well into today in the sense of saying, how do we, you know, we talk about the world we live in and, and it seems like this radical thing to live countercultural, right? You know, there's this kind of radicalness. And yet scripture is saying, wait a minute, we are part of the kingdom of God. And we actually are going to, if if we pursue the love of God, like in Romans 8, then we're it's going to look counterculture. We, we almost don't have to try. It's just going to look counterculture because what do we hear in the media? Fear, anxiety. You're not going to have enough. You better run out and, you know, like there's all of these messages are in fact directly opposite to the things that you just read out of Romans 8 mm-hmm. and going, oh my goodness. But if we as, as believers leave, live counterculturally, it's Romans 8. <laughs> you know, how do we express love, right? Uh, in terms of the practical way, um, well, money is a tool to express the love of God, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, again, how do we do that? Well, in so many ways, we have so many opportunities. Maybe it's just plain old taking care of our family and, and, and being able to, you know, again, keep a roof over our head. Those are important things, and those are important things. Maybe it's with the excess we have, we're looking out for our neighbors or we're sharing. There's, there's all kinds of ways. But just kind of coming back to that place of money is a tool to show the love of God to the world around us. Mm. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts just on that? Those passages and the, those beautiful encouragements, in spite of what we're going through, that we're loved. Well, I know because you know you said, um, "Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution, famine, nakedness, or peril, or sword, or pandemic?" I know. I, you know. Okay. Literally, in my other Bible, I literally have that written or yeah. pandemic, and I read it this morning out of my other Bible. I'm like, "Oh, okay. I've been here before this year." Yeah, there you go. There you go. But it just made me realize how the New Testament church. I, I think we. Th- we lose sight that they were living under Roman occupancy mm-hmm. at that point. It wasn't all roses, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and so, you know, um, they thrived in that place, but they struggled with the same issues we struggle mm-hmm. with. And so here, uh, you know, we're being reminded there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. Yeah. And it uh, was an important message, obviously, that he had to communicate. Because if you go back through the that whole chapter— he talks about the spirit of adoption we have, mm-hmm. that we are not bound again to a, 
um, he says, calls it the spirit of bondage to fear. Mm-hmm. So we're, we've come out of fear. We come before we know Christ, we come from fear. It's, it's the, it's the world and the environment and the bondage that we have according to those verses earlier on. But we have now the spirit of adoption. And I mean, I don't even, I would have to park there for a while to completely <laughs> I told understand. You, we could talk for three hours. <laughs> <I know. laughs> to, to park there. But I mean, I guess in light of where we're going in our conversation today, because we do want to talk about, um, David, you had just said, you know, um, taking care of our family is one way mm-hmm. we express love. But Canadians are feeling the, I don't know, the pressure now mm-hmm. as we're anticipating the um, cost of living increasing without our wages increasing that pressure to provide for our family even. And in light of where we stand and we, we celebrated, we're celebrating five years on the, on the radio this year together on let's talk money. You know, we've got the same message going for five years. It's not like it's been rocket Hmm. science, you know, spend less than you make, you know, save a little, give a little, it's, yeah. you financial know, awareness creates empowerment, empowerment that like we need to theme, be aware yeah, of our plan finances. Plan what you spend yeah. and spend what you plan, like all of those things. Um, but we're still here saying the same thing. But now it feels like this this pressure is increased. And I don't know, Ray, you had a, an article that you had been reading just with some stats. Do you want to share those things? Sure. If I could just share one thing that came to mind as I heard you talking and reading this scripture um, from Romans. Um we celebrated last month our, our grandson's birthday party. And so both sides of the family were there in the house. And he suddenly goes, Papa, I'm scared. Papa, I'm scared. Oh. And so I sat down on the couch and he jumped up in my arms and I just needed to hold him and rub his back. He needed to, and I said, Papa loves you. He needed to know my love and my arms feeling around him to feel secure in the midst of the unknown. And that, so reading that scripture just brought that image mm-hmm. to mind. The father just said, you know, in the midst of difficult circumstances, mm-hmm. my arms are around you and that place of security and love. So mm-hmm. I share that for us because wow. I think we all need to be reminded at times when we're fearful, there are arms that are wrapping well, around and ourselves. And it's really interesting because I've prayed for a few people this week, just clients who called or are inquiring about coaching. And that is the picture I always have. Different forms, but as I'm praying, I picture Mm. um, Abba just holding people, and I'm like, boy, that it just reminded me. I I think we need to know that this season that we're held. Yeah, and I think too, you know, when we just think, I'm thinking through a whole bunch of scripture, you know, and and isn't that the picture that very often is it's the theme through that that God has you in in His hand, or Mm -hmm. that He has His arms around you there under the shadow of His wing. I mean, there there. All of these things really do speak to that. And there, there's some of us, you know, that in, in terms of relationship with a father and, and not really connecting because our, maybe our earthly fathers aren't, aren't exactly or never expressed that love, that that love is still there. And I don't want to say that loud and clear this morning that you may not relate to the father having his mm-hmm. arms around you, but know that God in heaven who created you, your creator, the one who knit you together. He has his arms around you. Uh, what, however you relate to that, that, that place where you're secure and where, where you can feel the arms and the love of God coming around you, um, he's there. That's the truth. And, and in a sense, the world 
when Ray, you're gonna read read some of what yeah, now what, we go what into the news. What's actually what, what the news? Yeah, this yeah. is countercultural, right? right? Yeah, we're talking about right. the yes. love of God in the midst of a family gathering where your grandson just in the midst of all the hubbub says, "I just need to feel the love." Yeah. from papa right i just need so, to feel that love. so i guess that that is something like give yourself permission to mm-hmm. say that in the midst when those feelings of fear rise because they do they we, do we, mm-hmm. we cannot right. avoid it um we're not saying you're not supposed to but when they do rise to to go like he came to you that's mm-hmm. a beautiful picture yeah it was a beautiful picture and as a papa just wrapping my arms around him wanting him to feel secure enough to be able to go again and engage with people was significant significant i think father wants to do that with us as well so Mm -hmm. but it's interesting that angus reed did a a poll last month and they were talking about um and doing a survey of over two thousand i think it was two thousand five thousand canadians to kind of just get a sense of how they were navigating this season financially in relation to actually paying for their groceries and just as we talked earlier about um the increase of our our uh, cost of living, they actually indicated that the rising cost of goods is taking its toll on Canadian households with almost half, 46% of all respondents in the survey saying they were having some difficulty covering their grocery bill. One third or 37% of Canadians polled said they have a difficult time affording enough food to feed their household during the pandemic. And then later on, they said that um, survey respondents were given a choice as to which issue is greater concern, the rising cost of living or the losing of income and employment. And nearly 9 out of 10 people polled, that's 87%, said the rising cost of living was their main concern. Wow. So you know then that people are fearful mm-hmm. at this point. And so I think just knowing that we're anchored counterculturally to recognize we don't draw from the world's fear and anxiety you talked about, Dave, but that sense that Father, if we can go to Him, we can draw from His love and security so that as we're facing the realities of our, our, our society and our, our natural uh, experiences, um, we don't have to give in to fear. You know, and, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add to that a little bit, uh, just, Ray, because as you know, as we're, as we're having this discussion, I keep going back to the scene of the feeding of the 5,000. And what I love about that, that, that scene is that Jesus is teaching his disciples how the kingdom of God really works. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a test for the disciples. And, and, and so when, we, when you read through that, there's, there's a massive need in front of them. There's 10,000 people. There's no lunch. And Jesus puts his disciples intentionally, asks them the question to say, <laughs> so what are you going to do about it? And there's some of that this morning that I, I kind of feel in my spirit that, so we're asking you, you know, in the midst of this fear, in the midst of, of, of the, wherever you are, the Lord kind of saying, so what are you going to do about it? Not that you are a by yourself, not that you are going to do it alone, mm-hmm. but simply to say, are you going to see the kingdom work in kingdom way and so you know in the scene of the feeding of the five thousand of course they go let's look around and you know it would take six months to feed all these people you know they start with the the culture they start Mm -hmm. with 
that's what's going. And Jesus gently pushes them a little bit deeper and says, "Well, what do you have?" Well, okay, let's go look at what we have. And maybe that's what we need to do: is just go, okay, well, in this season, what do we have? What what do we have? And then Jesus says the wonderful thing of saying, "Okay, I'm going to bring this, and and I, and I'm going to take it to the Father." And the precursor to that whole scene is, is Jesus has compassion on the crowd. And mm-hmm. it is out of love that he mm-hmm. does this. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, looking at, you know, in the sense of the love of the Father manifests through this practical expression of how the kingdom of God actually is going to work. And the disciples go, well, we, we, haven't, we haven't got it figured out, but we're just going to do the next thing that Jesus tells us to do. And that is, okay, divide it up put it out, sit them down in groups. And, and Jesus gives clear direction as to how this is going to play out. And then, of course, the miracle of multiplication happens. And they're still blown away because there's enough at the end for everybody after everybody's had their fill. And I really think that, you know, in these seasons where fear is creeping in, where we read the statistics, those are real. Like, it's a real thing that the people were hungry. It's a real thing that they needed food. That was sustenance. We're not at all in any way downplaying the reality of Mm -hmm. of where we're at, but we're saying the kingdom of God is at work. What do you have? Let's out of compassion and thankfulness to the Father, offer that up, and then listen to what he says and celebrate the miracle. I can't imagine how the disciples after that were celebrating for a short period of time because i know they forget about it later <laughs> jesus jesus kind of says weren't you there when i fed the five thousand? but you know don't forget those times that the, that the lord is right so there's a lot of places we could go with that image <laughs> like i mean i'm just like i told you okay, we were here for three hours i, I was <laughs> like pondering lord where do we go with this but you know what i'm thinking you know the disciples didn't get up and say well it's their issue they didn't they didn't bring food for That's themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking. Well, that, they kind of did. No, because but, they no, said, okay, send the them little, away. They send them well, away. Okay, right? maybe. But I'm thinking of our own attitudes where we look mm. at our neighbor and we say, you know, if we're going to live counterculturally, we assess and analyze and d- decide, does somebody deserve this? Right. Um, I had an uh, interaction with a, a young woman who um, um, I know who is. Um, um, she lost her wedding ring mm. and um, now they're getting another one made three years later. And um, the comment she made to me was, I just don't feel worthy. And my response to her was, it's not about worthiness. It's about love that you are loved, that God loves you. So sometimes we look at others and we assess whether they're worthy enough of our help. Mm. And God is saying, I'm not asking you to assess their, their, um, worthiness. I'm just asking you to step out in love. And it really, like, because I said, you know, you're loved by your husband, you're loved by God, you're loved by your family, and this is a gift of love. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's costly, but love is costly. Mm-hmm. And our response to the Father is we, like you, we just accept the, His embrace, but then He scoots us off His lap and says, get back in there. Like, you know, he's not giving us excuses. Mm-hmm. He's saying, okay, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Like that whole, th- those whole themes. And then to be able to say, I don't know what I'm going to do about it. All I've got is this. But they don't look like, like, it's like the prodigal son, uh, the prodigal brother who's like, 
well, he doesn't deserve a party. Mm-hmm. He doesn't deserve a ring. He doesn't. De- it's not about the deserving. It's not about whether we deserve it or it, it's about love. And I like, I don't know. I'm just thinking of these things because inflation. Well, and, and, no, because we have to speak to that. Inflation is rising. And, and you, it is real. And it is real. And you tell also said in, in last month, we said, like, don't panic. We hear numbers, so don't panic about the numbers. But we do go into a grocery store, and like the stats you just read, mm-hmm. people are concerned about how to, like mm-hmm. I'm concerned, mm-hmm. I, you and I have talked about this, mm-hmm. man, stuff is pricey. So I'm fasting twice a week, okay. and you're fasting twice a week, and the kids <laughs> okay. are fasting one day a week. Okay, and that is really saw- getting old. <laughs> we are not, we're not making our kids not eat. Uh, In fact, uh, we have to figure out how we're doing uh, it, but- but ha- like it is real, mm-hmm. and yet the Lord says, "Well, what are you going to do about it?" Because we still have so much. Mm-hmm. We have we to keep this in perspective. But there, like you said to me this morning, Dave, people are on the edge. People were on the edge before, and now it's even worse. And how are we going to live counterculturally? How are we going to go against the tide and actually help people without judgment and walk in love? Mm-hmm. And and I think uh, you know, I mean, there the. This sounds so uh, maybe too simplistic, but I know for my own life, going just back to the Gospels and reading through the Gospels, but reading through the Gospels and with a vision that these are, this is the story of Jesus living a real life. Like this was tangible. This was, this was him walking five miles and having sore feet. Like, this is him going with and without food. This is like... You know, sometimes we read the scripture and we, we think of it as a theological book where I can get theological principles and I'm not downplaying that that isn't what it is. Yeah. But to read through the gospels in, in say one sitting, it doesn't take long to read through say any of the gospels individually and just read through it from the context of this is Jesus living on this earth and identifying with the everydayness of what it is um, and, and kind of putting yourself into some of those scenes where, uh, again, there, there's real fear. There was real anxiety. I mean, we got Roman soldiers going around and they had the authority to kind of do whatever they wanted. The, the Jews were, were not, you have Jesus walking and navigating through the temple and there's, there's real resistance to Jesus in the temple from the leadership of the temple. And there's people that don't understand it. And, you know, all of these things. So I, I find a great sense of just coming back to the, the tactile gospel and just reading the real words and reading it and realizing that this is just Jesus. Um, and, and how can he meet me today in 2021 here in North America? Um, because that Jesus met the disciples in, zero AD, whatever the beginning was. So, Ray, how do we, like, live? How do we live? How then shall we live right now? I mean, you know, after um, you let me know about the shift, I thought, Lord, what are the things? Because we shifted kind of in the topic I know. So, (laughs) I'm thinking, Lord, how do I even, you know, but I already had, I had felt actually a few months ago, the Lord kind of tweaking me and saying, you can lay up some stores already now. And so I have been intentionally buying some extra things to have that. <clears throat> Sometimes, you know, you give it away. Sometimes you hold on to it, thinking, Lord, you know, I do my due diligence. Um, I was doing a mental check down. Okay, so maybe it's time for a family meet and to sit down and say, okay, um, 
how can we all work at this together? Because it affects mm-hmm. all of us. And so what can we do to actually streamline how many times the vehicle is going out? Because mm-hmm. I realize our gas, if I think about it, you know, at the beginning of the year, the gas was about a buck. And now it's $1.47 I see at the pump. So I'm glad when I see a dollar thirty four, and you know I went a pangator to the year in the year, and I'm thinking now. But I can so, remember when it was forty eight. Oh, so, so like, that wasn't that long. I know, and so I'm thinking, okay, Lord, we all know that there's a sense that's going to even go up further. So could we focus our drives so that mm-hmm. we're actually compacting, th- making some wise decisions about how we manage our time, uh, gas, our doing our due diligence, our food can. Could we actually <laughs> make more food rather than going out to the store or mm-hmm. uh, or uh, buying processed food or ordering in? I'm mm-hmm. thinking, thinking we, you know, we've got a young adult living with us and his buddies are over pretty regularly and that kind of stuff. And you know, skip the dishes delivers really great. <laughs> I'm thinking, but it's starting to get pretty pricey. So, mm. could we do things differently and look at it differently? It will take more time, but if you involve the family, that can be fun as well. So. Anyway, I just started doing some mental checks in my own thinking. Like what can we do practically? I, I think one of the practical things is trying to slow down. I, I keep, I'm like, Lord, we have to slow down. Mm-hmm. Like to slow down to cook a meal, right? Like to cook a meal is, is takes longer to do, to, you know, to make a lentil mm-hmm. loaf rather than just whipping out ground beef from the, you know, I, that's a practical thing, but. You know, I, I grew up with the more than more with less cookbook. It's a, I grew up in a Mennonite brethren community, so we, we have had, that one too. Oh man, they don't have a lot of spice in there, so I spice mm. up a lot of stuff because they didn't in Russia. They wouldn't have had spices in the cold weather, so they didn't have they had salt and pepper, and that was about it. So I I do add spices to my more with less cookbook, but you know there there are ways to do food that we have just gotten convenient in, and it costs more. I mean, but. I mean, those are all very practical things that we have to start thinking about, sharing what we have, offering to drive our neighbor. You know, we're going to the store. Do you need anything? You know, it's just starting to look, think differently and think in community as opposed to isolation and individually. And I mean, I think that's a really practical thing, but it it's going to take a shift for mm-hmm. us. We don't really know what's coming. Well, I we, think, we, and, and we're going to wrap up, but I'm going to kind of drop this one here at the end because oh no. Rip... <laughs> You you said community, but we've just come out of two years of of essentially isolation, trying to figure out how we do community Mm -hmm. in the context of this pandemic. And I think there's a great opportunity here to go, we've been rethinking community already, but we need to rethink community in the context of this new, I'm going to say, however long it takes, but inflationary period and say, what does that look like? Because we're already in that. What does community look like in the context of, of, of the pandemic and coming out of the pandemic? And don't go back to pre-pandemic. Don't go back to, oh, I just want to get back to what it was before because I don't think that's we're going the there. solution yeah. here. I think it is sit down with your community, whether that's your church well, community, you your family, family. Yeah. Wh- whatever mm-hmm. that is, and say, Let's rethink all of this. What does community mean? Does it mean coming together at, for a meal once a week where you can put an extra potato in the pot and guess what? It saves everybody and it's not actually two people creating two separate meals. There's, you know, you can rethink that. And I think that does take slowing down. It does take intentional conversations. It does take an openness for all of us to go, 
hmm, I'm willing to go there. And I'm going to go back to the feeding of the 5,000 because that's, I see the disciples kind of starting from that. Well, this is the way it's done. We'd have to send them away or we'd have to feed them with six months worth of, 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 uh, of uh, money. And Jesus says, come, you know, keep going, come out of that context and rethink what can it look like? What do you have? And doing it with the Lord, like he's the of creator course. of all. And he's got some great creative ideas that maybe you'll wake up in the middle of the night thinking, oh, that's how I can do it. That's how I can reach out to my community. That's how I can provide. Um, yeah. I mean, in that sense, it is exciting. I'm going to mm-hmm. ask, we're going to ask Ray to pray because I always like hearing you pray, Ray. So why don't you pray for us at the end here? Well, Father, thank you for our conversation today. Thank you for the things that you are speaking to us in the midst of um, fear and a sense of inflation and cost of living. Lord, but you don't want us to park there, but you want us to uh, look to you um, to receive that embrace of your love, to be reaffirmed, but then to know that security and then to know how to go out. And so as we were talking about feeding of the 5,000, Lord, there, there are practical things. Um, you know, it took five loaves and two fishes to feed them. Uh, Lord, we show us what we have in our possession. Show us those things that we maybe could do differently, to see differently. Uh, and Lord, to put the investment of energy and the due diligence into those things. And Lord, help us t- uh, to know the way forward. Uh, mm-hmm. Teach us. Let our hearts continue to be open. May we continue to seek your word and um, just to see the outworking of your love in these unusual times. And so, Lord, we just say thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us, Ray. Okay, just a quick thing, one five-second thing. The next time Ray's on the show, he's interviewing me about the book. So, that's the plan. On that note, join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.